what we forget is like all this, like this is what we're created for. We weren't created for this short section of life. Mm -hmm. This is more like a boot camp that gets ready for us to reign with Christ for all of eternity. And so you work so hard on all these careers and these bank accounts and these short minuscule things. And then on that day, bam, it happens. This life runs into eternity. And the only thing that's going to matter when that day meets, whenever we stand before Jesus is what did we do with him? Hmm. We focus too much on this and not enough. Like we got to have eternity in view in everything that we do. Welcome to No Sanity Required, from the ministry of Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a podcast about the Bible, culture, and stories from around the globe. Wanted to take a few minutes and sit down with Gar. We do have, Gar brought me an Americano from the McCafe this morning. We are not sponsored by them, but that was delicious. So, <laughs> it's almost empty and I'm sad. Um, but I asked Gar to come in, so with all the coronavirus stuff, uh, obviously there's cancellations. Governor of North Carolina just shut us down to, I think, 50 or less in a meeting. Um, we, we had been at a hundred or less and that, at that point we canceled Be Strong. Be Strong is our men's conference. We do, we do one in the spring, one in the fall. And, um, so we, we just, that would have been this past weekend. So what we wanted to do is put some content out since we can't post the sermon podcasts. Want to put some content out that would be general overviews of the the teaching content that that was going to come out of that conference. We still we're still debating and talk not debating, but we're still talking about just shifting the the teaching focus of that conference to the fall, the September conference. Um, and the teaching focus for this be strong was Kings, just pretty general, pretty broad period in, in history, but a lot to to run off of and so we were looking at different texts and passages from the the time period of the kings and gar was going to be uh bringing the sunday morning message to sort of wrap the weekend up looking at christ as the ultimate king of kings so i just asked him to come in this morning spend a few minutes and uh, we're going to look at sort of an overview of where that where he was going to go in that text main point and uh, an idea and, and application so let's dive right in i think um, maybe starting by just talking about the the text that that you were going to launch from, and and uh, and and then yeah, let's let's drive it sort of the main point, and then um, application of of that main point. Yeah. So the the text we're going to be in is Revelations nineteen verses eleven through sixteen, and really what happens here is, man, this passage gives hope for the suffering Christian. What it does is it allows us the ability to look and say, there's going to be a day when Jesus is going to come back and he's going to make all things right. No disease, no pestilence, persecution, famine, whatever it is, there's going to be a time when Christ is going to return and he's going to set all things right. And what's great about this passage is it's not only just hope for that day, but it also shows us that as the bride of Christ, we have an active role Mm. in that day. And so uh, we'll start off in in verse 11. He says, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, the one sitting on it, is called Faithful and True, and in Righteousness... He judges and makes war. And as men, we have this desire that when we see evil, like we want to confront it. We want to kill it. It's written on our hearts. Like Mm -hmm. this is what makes men go to war. Mm -hmm. They see ruthless dictators. They see extremists. They see human traffickers and warlords, and they want to see them violently and brought to justice. So they're willing to lay down their lives for things like that. And I think that's because as image bearers, 
of God, we have a strong desire for justice. Yeah. Because that's who he is. It's yeah. his identity. And so but what happens sometimes is when we look at the world and we see the suffering in our own lives and the suffering in other people's lives, we start to doubt that goodness. We start to doubt that faithfulness and the truth of who God is. Mm-hmm. And so we can fall back. I mean, I, I remember personally just one experience where, you know, while we were in Iraq, we, we had some, some young girls that, that were killed in a crossfire and how badly that shook me with the idea of a sovereign God. Well, if he's all good, then how can this, hmm. this happen? What happens, unfortunately, in our simple <clears throat> hearts is we question God's faithfulness, his goodness. And because of that, then we start to separate and we start to question the power of Jesus when really what it should do is it should magnify our need for a savior and the urgency of the gospel in a broken and dying world. Hmm. And so uh, the text continues on. 12 through 13 says his eyes are like a flame of fire and on his head are many diadems and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He's clothed in a robe dipped in blood and the name by which he is called is the word of God. So those, those diadems, uh, it's like headbands that, that conquering Kings would wear mm-hmm. to demonstrate the places that they've conquered and that they rule now currently. And so this picture that Jesus has many diadems on his head, like he's saying, all authority hmm. belongs to him. Like, there, yeah, there isn't a place that he hasn't conquered. And that for Christ, like, this isn't just physical kingdoms. Like, this is spiritual powers and authorities and dominions and principalities. Like, everything's submitted to Christ. So so a king, I'm in, interrupt you. Yeah. I just had a cool thought. So a king, I'm, I'm not throwing off on the royal family, but, you know, there's a queen and in the UK right now. And when she dies, if her son's still alive, he's going to be crowned king. But we know in a modern context, there's a prime minister. There's their equivalent of the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff or whatever. Mm-hmm. They've got a four star that's at the head of their, the Royal Marines and one at the Royal Air Force, whatever that, that king will be crowned, but nobody really takes that guy serious as far as his authority. But in ancient stories that we love there is this idea we've seen it in movies and stories play out where the you know i think of the king taking the crown away from the king he's just conquered so what you're mm-hmm. saying is in is this idea of the diadems and then i've got the csb which says crowns mm-hmm. many crowns were on his head and in, in the footnote it says um diadems mm-hmm. those those weren't given without being taken. Yeah, like these are taken. They're a sign of yeah. conquest. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's pretty so cool. they, I mean, you even think in, in military terms, uh, if you, if you guys watch a, watch a military parade or something like that, next chance you get, watch like the division flags as they go in on top of a division flag, you'll see all these little long banners that hang off of it. And they're all their campaign ribbons, you know, like mm-hmm. every conquest mm-hmm. they've been in every conflict, all their victories are on those banners. So that's kind of like what this diadem is that Jesus is wearing these headbands that represent everything that he's conquered as he rides in. I've just learned something really cool. Yeah. So, and and then it goes on to talk about, you know, he's clothed in a, in a robe dipped in blood and the name by which he is called is the word of God. And so clearly this is a picture of, of Jesus, you know, being called the word of God, as we see in, in the first chapter, the first verse of John. And so, that robe dipped in blood, like the battle hasn't taken place yet. And so that robe dipped in blood is, is his blood. And again, this is another good contrasting picture of 
when Jesus first came, he conquered his enemies by the shedding of his own blood for us. But in the second coming, he's going to be most glorified by the shedding of his enemy's blood. So if, if we've taken part, like Christ identifies with us, we've taken part in that. And we, we as believers are following in this Calvary charge, then we're covered by that first blood. However, on the second end, like if we've chosen to rebel against God and to set ourselves apart from him, then God is going to be most glorified by the shedding of our blood. Mm. And so it's, a, it's so clear there. Hmm. And then it goes on uh, uh, in verse 14 through 16. It says, And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so in verse, verse 14, the, that armies of heaven, if you just skim, skim over this, like you're thinking, oh, this is, this is angels, this is cherubim, this is something like that. But it says, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure. Well, if we go back to verses 7 and 8 of the same chapter, it says, let us rejoice and exult and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Hmm. So we, the bride of Christ, like we have an active role in this second coming, that when Christ comes in riding in on a white horse on his final cavalry charge, that we as the bride are also on white horses coming in behind him, clothed in fine linen. And so the bride has, has this participatory role. And like, do we as a church, like, do we fully understand the exaltation that awaits us if we put our hands to the plow and we're faithful to the gospel that on that day mm-hmm. we get to be a part of this? Like we play an active role. It's a, uh, I think, you know, you, we've probably all seen a lot of times this sermon illustration where they'll run out this long rope and they'll take the end of it with a little bit of red and they'll go, you know, this is your life, this little bit right here. And then this rope goes on for all eternity but we focus so much on this one little piece, and, and that's what we fall into. I think with everything that's happening in the world right now, I mean, that is what's being exposed more than anything, is that we take this one short section of time, you know, this 70, 80 years of life that we're given in most cases, and we go, man, if I just do enough right here, if I, if I get the right education, I get the right career, and I work really hard, then I'm going to, this last little bit right here, I'm going to get to really relax and just enjoy this before it all just kind of dies off and mm-hmm. then I have all of eternity. Well, what we forget is like all this, like this is what we we're created for. We weren't created for this short section of life. Mm-hmm. This, this is more like a boot camp that gets ready for us to reign with Christ for all of eternity. And so you work so hard on all these careers and these bank accounts and these short minuscule things. And then on that day, bam, it happens. This life runs into eternity. And the only thing that's going to matter when that day meets, whenever we stand before Jesus, is what did we do with him? Hmm. We focus too much on this and not enough. Like, we got to have eternity in view in everything that we do. Man, that's so uh, relevant right now. People freaking out over losing you know, I've heard the word portfolio multiple times and mm-hmm. I don't want to make light of someone losing their personal wealth and investments and what they've worked hard to put back. But and you're right. It's so temporal and that, um, that eternal perspective is critical. It really is. There's the, uh, 
you know, it, this passage wraps up and it says King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Like this is, this is his name. And I, I went, I was thinking back through life experience and, and I remember being in one particular gunfight in, in the mountains in, in Northern Afghanistan. And like, we were in need of like serious air cover. Like we needed somebody to drop a bomb, fire a missile, do a gun run, do something. And we hear this like zzzz, overhead and they're like, oh, you got a drone on station. We're like, great. What does that drone have? Does it have anything? And like, uh, yeah, no, it doesn't have anything, but we've got like missiles or yeah, yeah, no missiles, no nothing. So you just like zzzz, going overhead. Like, yeah, but we've got good video. So, I mean, we can, we can help tell you guys where your enemy's at. So no power to do anything. All it could do is just make us more aware of our need. Hmm. And so this picture of king and king king of kings and lord of lords like this is how we need to view our our rulers here on this earth like our kings our governments our programs none of them have the power to deliver us all they can do is make us more aware of our need for something better hmm. so we have to have christ as that superior and this king of kings like i so I've thought through this like it's not just i've often thought about king of kings like oh best of the best mm-hmm. like it's more than best of the best he is the king over all kings, the Lord of lords. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be a day when Modi in India, Xi in China, Trump in America, like all these rulers, they are going to bow a knee and they're going to confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter in our lives if you identify as an atheist or, or wherever you're at, there's going to be a day when you're going to bow and you're going to confess with your mouth that Jesus mm-hmm. is Lord. So the question is, do we partake in his grace and his mercy now? And take part in that first sacrifice and his blood for us and the power of his resurrection. Or do we continue to reject him? And on that day, it's us who suffer eternally because we've rejected the Son of God. That's good. Really good. Well, if we're praying that Gar is able to get to the field, um, a lot of the people that will be watching this know that, that we've commissioned them as a, as a ministry in our church. Red Oak Church has commissioned the Bozemans to go serve um, in a church planting capacity in a, in a country in Africa. But uh, right now everything's so unstable that even the existing team members that are there are trying to evacuate to get back here till all of this blows over. So hopefully that's going to, that's going to, take care of itself and we'll be able to get them over there sooner rather than later. But, um, if, if Gar's still here in September, again, we hope he's not (laughs) as much as I like having him around and he's an incredible asset to our men's conferences. Um, and I know you'd love to hear the full message on this, but, um, if he's here, he'll preach it in September, but you can pray that he won't be here because he'll be doing what God's called him to do in his next phase of life and ministry and, and we're we're very excited for them and supportive of that. And um, if he's not here and he's there, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll take his outline. I'm excited about that text, <laughs> and uh, and uh, maybe we'll look at that that passage. But I hope that's encouraging to folks. And I appreciate you coming in this morning. Gar's got a, a busy schedule, getting ready to. Um, he's got, I think you got a, an appointment at the VA today. You got to yeah. drive a couple hours to the the VA hospital. So. Because that drone didn't do anything. Drone didn't. <laughs> so now Gar's got more more issues than any of us can count. Um, so uh, anyway, um, I felt like uh, it, it just it, it felt like the right text for a combat veteran to handle, and um, 
Good stuff. My, my cup is full this morning. My Americano is empty. This cup is full. And so thanks for coming in. Yeah. And, um, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys in a, in a video real soon. Thanks for listening to No Sanity Required. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps. Visit us at SWOutfitters.com to see all of our programming and resources. And we'll see you next week on No Sanity Required.